Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 89 of Parenting in Real Life. Just a quick disclaimer. I really hope you listen to us at at least one and a half times speed. <laughs> I was listening to our podcast the other day, and we sound better faster. So, <laughs> I think everyone sounds better faster, actually. Yeah. I was like, ugh, I wish I had this for all of my life. <laughs> People are just sitting around listening to me at real speed. Ugh. Plus, you hear it so, like, the podcast's. Is much quicker when you listen to one half speed. You know, it's not the half hour. It's twenty like minute podcast becomes fifteen minutes. Yeah, so embrace it. So listen to one and a half speed all podcasts. Actually, I started listening to a podcast with the girls, and it's for tweens. And I have it at one and a half speed all the time. And my girls are like, "Can you turn it down to to normal speed?" <laughs> Interesting. I was like, "I guess." <laughs> now I have to do a whole 10 minutes. <laughs> I don't know if our ears just adjust better as a I, I always think if you ever feel like one and a half is too fast, then go to two for a minute and try and pay attention and then go back to one and a half and it feels like slow, slow, slow. Oh, two, I cannot do. My brain is just like, nope, can't do two. I can totally do two, but I've tried like some things that you do two or three, two and a half or three, and it's just like, well, nobody. Yeah, you can't do that. Nobody understands this unless it's a super slow talker. Do so. Maybe some people talk slowly on purpose because they know that you're going to listen to it at one and a half speed. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> so, our parenting in real life moment comes from a meme we just saw, but literally just last night we're talking about this because of Alexis's phone. So, I, <laughs> so I, when I put my kids friends in my phone i mean it's not their friend's phone number it's their parents phone number right but i usually can't remember what their parents names are because i just know them by you know my kids friends names and so i'll put in the parents name because that way i could text them by their name but then i also instead of their last name i put so-and-so's mom you know so i know okay who are we inviting over and i'll search their friend and then they'll pop up (laughs) so yep that's how they are in my phone Gavin's mom. Yep. Virginia's mom. Whatever. You know, like whoever it is, their mom. Unless I actually know them. Yeah. If you've been elevated from so-and-so's mom, then you're a pretty good friend. That's true. And then I can just add their last name and be like, oh, I know who that is now. <laughs> if you want to know if you've developed a real friendship with another adult, see what your name is in their phone. <laughs> what did the meme say? It said, here it is. Welcome to parenting. You have now become kids' names mom in everyone's phone. <laughs> so, I'm not the only one. <laughs> yep. And now for a product that makes parenting stink less. This is a product that makes parenting stink less, where we give you our honest review on a product that we hoped would change our lives. So our product today is something that we've been, we have a couple of these. I think it started out with the Pokemon, right? I think so. 
They're Funko Pops. I don't know if you've seen those, but they're fun little figurines of pretty much any character you can think of. But we got them for the kids as Pokemon ones, like having their own because they were into Pokemon. And then we got the girl some too. But I thought they were so cute. And I really love Baby Groot from the Avengers. I bought mine. I bought my own little baby Groot and he sits on my, well, on the shelf on my desk because the kids kept playing with him and it kept messing up his head. So <laughs> he's on a high shelf, but he's so cute. <laughs> so what's, what I think is so awesome about him is that they're super detailed, even though it's like a really simplified artistic style. Yeah. So they still like just in cute, include like smart details that you're like, I know who that is. Like I have Jim Halper. It's like Jim Halpert's just like your everyday Joe, but they have like a little name tag on him. I can't remember what it says, but there's just little details like that in every single one that it's like, oh, I know exactly who that is. We just got Bellatrix Lestrange. Yes. And it's like, yep. Anybody that's seen Harry Potter would know that's Bellatrix Lestrange. Just by her hair. Like her hair. hair. Yeah. It's just really well done. And I love that they're not crazy expensive. No, they're pretty- we're We're not collectors of anything because money. But. <laughs> These are really cheap and super fun, and kids like them. I like them. I like them. So Halloween is coming, and I don't like scary Halloween stuff. So I thought, this is a really fun way to decorate for Halloween. So that's why we got the Bellatrix. I also got the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus, which I'm so excited about. Yep. And then Danny, too, the girl on it, and she's holding Binks. And I'm like, this is way more fun. And I want to get all the... The Harry Potter ones, and why we could put them all over our bookshelves for Halloween. That just sounds fun to me. So, if you like that type of thing, or if you don't know what it is, just look it up. We'll have the link in the show notes. But, like we said, they're inexpensive and they're fun. It's just yep. a way to, I don't know, have something on your desk or your shelves or whatever. <laughs> and this month's sponsor again is City Threads. So, remember if you use Tanner10 promo code, then you get 10% off. So we have a few kids who can be a bit picky about their clothes and how they feel on their body. And they want something soft with very minimal seams. So City Threads has incredibly soft clothing options for kids with many of them being 100% organic cotton. They also have jersey and nylon pieces. And my kids love the feel of their City Threads clothes. And for children with sensory or allergy challenges, City Threads has clothes that will help your child feel comfortable at school rather than thinking about their itchy clothing. So if you are looking for something like that, make sure you check out CityThreads.com and use Tanner10 for 10% off. And now for our Hot Mess Hot Minute. This is the Hot Mess Hot Minute, where we sum up our podcast episode in a minute so you can decide if this episode is worth your precious time. So this week, we interviewed Callie Pope, who is a life coach, and we are talking about how to create a village. And I loved this idea because that's something that I've always wanted in parenting, but I felt like it was or it has been hard to find a village of people who are helping you with your kids, you know, helping either raise them or watch them or whatever you need to be a better parent. And so that's what we're talking about with Callie today, how to create that. And also how to participate in that, which I think is super important of not only how people are helping you, but how you can help others too. So here is our interview with Callie Pope. 
All right. We are so excited to be interviewing Callie Pope today, who is a life coach, and she has some really awesome tips and advice for us about making a village. And so first, Callie, before we get started, why don't you introduce yourself to um, our audience? Yes. My name is Callie Pope. I am a mother and happens to be a single mother of four kids. They are 23 and 21, 19 and 16. I am a life coach and I laugh because I, to simplify what I do is I coach parents who think that their kids need coaches. And that's not saying that kids don't need coaches. <laughs> it's also saying that I love to coach the parent so that they can show up for their kids in a way that helps their kids show up in their own lives as well. Yeah. Love that. So tell us a little bit. This may be the first time some people are hearing this idea of showing up. Can you give us like the the Reader's Digest version? What does that mean to show up and have your kids show up? Absolutely. So going through my divorce, I feel like things that I kept kept coming up in my mind was your kids are going to be as good as you're going to be. So how do I want to show up for my kids? I can go through this divorce and be bitter and angry and become that type of person and then wonder and be completely perplexed when my kids are bitter and angry. Or we can go through this and we can grow through this. And we do not allow the outside experiences to determine what's going on inside of us. That doesn't mean that we don't let them affect us, meaning it's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel all of our feelings and being deliberate about how we want to go about our day. So showing up for me is exactly that. It's being aware of what is going on outside, but more importantly, of what is going on inside of me and knowing that I get to control that and I can't control anything outside of me. So how do I want to show up with what's inside? Mm -hmm. And so that's being aware of what we're thinking. It's being aware of how we're feeling. It's being okay with feeling all of the feelings and then going and setting those goals. And again, one, one thing that I also like is creating an ideal that's not ideal. So through single parenting, everyone's like, oh, it must be hard. And I'm thinking, well, I know people that are married that it's hard. I know the marriage is really hard. And so single parent just presents different obstacles. And again, those obstacles can be opportunities or they can stagnate us and trip us up and we can allow them to get us stuck if we do. And that's what I want to teach my kids in growing a village that everybody has some input in being able to raise each other's kids. Because I will say as a single parent, I've never done this on my own. I feel like there's been so much support throughout. And even if there wasn't a lot of hands-on at points, it was knowing that there was support that would be available if I would just ask for it. Yeah. So take us back there. You're, you're a newly single mom. You have all these little kids. How did it happen? Like, how did this village kind of, was it something you actively looked for? Was it something that happened to you? Yes. So I feel like initially I was not aware You know, you feel like you're in this turmoil, this storm, and you feel like it's hitting you and that you have no control. Mm -hmm. And so initially I was reactive to the divorce. It was like protection mode, safety mode. And I'm not saying that my ex, like 
that there was just this harm I was trying to get away from, but there's hurt feelings. There's stress. There's a lot of the unknowns. Like I've been a stay-at-home mom and now I'm going to need to provide for these little bitty kids. And in my situation, I was also going to be the primary care provider. They ended up living with me full time. And in fact, I've had my kids. It's just been my kids and I. And and so I think initially I was not aware of anything going on. So thank heavens other people were aware and were willing to step in. I will say that family for me has been just I hit the jackpot with my family. And so I had some automatic support that just showed up. Some of the people in the trenches with you, I do a lot of terms like parenting in the trenches because there's a lot of people in there with you and we're not there by ourselves. But the fascinating thing and the empowering thing was the more aware I became of what was going on inside of me, the more I was able to create options for myself. Do I want to be angry? You know, do I want to be upset about this? Do I want to feel guilty about some of the things that happened? How do I want to show up? And the more that I took control of how I wanted to show up, the more I was able to be the example for my kids of saying, hey, all these things are happening. What do we want to do with it though? We have the power to, to, to decide where this goes. And I think that was the empowering thing. And then I was able to reach out to people and say, hey, I hear you're going fishing. Do you mind if my kid goes fishing with you? Or, hey, I have this thing at home that needs fixed and I don't know how to fix it. Would you be able to come over and show me how to do this? Mm -hmm. I also did live in a community. I ended up moving to Gillette, Wyoming. I think population 35,000-ish. And granted, Wyoming is the least populated state. I didn't know that until I moved there. There are a lot of antelope. I think there are more antelope than human beings there. But the beauty of the small town that I raised my kids in were literally everybody kind of wanted to pitch in. The oil change person would ask about my kids and their activities. How are they doing at college? How is the one doing on his mission? My hairdresser, every time I went in, it was, I saw your daughter in this production. She was amazing. How are you doing with this child who I know you were having a hard time with? What it, what happened? And then it became also, hey, I'm having a hard time with my child. Do you have any suggestions on this? And I just love the interaction in this community of literally everybody stepping up to be a part of the village, everybody being willing. But I will say the more aware everybody is of that, the more space it creates for other people to join that village. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I feel like I love this idea of a village. I've always felt like that was something I wanted to be a part of. But I felt like as I become a mother and had kids that I couldn't find this village, you know, you know, you always hear that it takes a village to raise a child, right? But I, I didn't and often don't see this village. So what, what would you, I guess, give advice to moms out there who are looking for this village? What do we do? You know, how do we find these people or make these connections with people if they're not necessarily reaching out to you, I guess? Absolutely. Again, so many times I hear that, like, I'm doing this alone, or I have no help. And I think for mom and dads out there, it is, well, what help am I needing? Like, what, I feel like I need help, but we don't take the time to figure out what that actually looks like. And so that's the first thing that I would do is I feel like I'm drowning or that I'm stuck or that I don't know what else to do or that I need more. 
well, we don't ever identify what that actually is. And so just taking the time for that, is this just having time away? And I think parents sometimes feel guilty because they're like, but it's my responsibility. And I'm like, well, we talk about the cup half empty or half full, but the purpose of a cup is for it to be empty, right? Because if someone, if we went to the store and bought a cup that was filled with plastic or filled with something, we wouldn't probably buy that cup, right? We right. It wouldn't be the use. There would be nothing for us to put in it and it would be useless. And so my thing is, it's kind of emptying that, like allowing ourselves to de-stress and empty out. And what does that look like though? So what are my needs? Right now, I feel like I need a little bit of time for myself. And so I am going to ask someone, hey, can we do a, a kid swap? Or do I find the babysitter? Or how do I create that to where I can give myself the 30 minutes? If it is something though, where you're like, I want my kid to learn, or my kid has been expressing that they have a desire to learn something that I don't do. Well, good. Now I have a good starting point of who can I reach out to that has something to offer. And what I love about that is I also like to look inward and say, what do I have to offer also somebody else? Like it might not be babysitting kids, but I might say, hey, if you can take my kids I've already made dinner for my family tonight. So here's dinner. Take my kids. I need this time. And then here's dinner. And that's to me what the village is. is there's not a tit for tat. Everybody is contributing something that they have to offer. Because I don't know about you, but as a parent, sometimes it's like, I don't have anything left to offer. Right. Like I'm exhausted. <laughs> that's all I see. I'm drained. <laughs> I'm so drained. And here's the deal about that too. What I love about a village is I'm like, hey, right now in this time in your life, you are offering everything that you have. And for a lot of us too, I've been where you've been. I might be a little bit quote, ahead in age with my children. But I know what it was like when I had little kids. And one of the things that I didn't do is um, stop and say, hey, yeah, can someone take my kids? Or people would offer to help me with my kids. And I'm like, no, I'm okay. And you did have those few village people that were like, I'm taking your kids to the park today. I'm like, oh. And then I was like, dang, like, this is awesome. Okay, now I can do these other things. And I think to be deliberate about like, if someone takes your kids, what are you going to fill it with? What are you going to fill it with? Right. And give yourself some parameters. I'm not going to be guilty about, I'm not going to judge myself with what I fill it with. If I want to take a nap, that is perfect. Yeah. If I want to sit and read a book, that is perfect. If I want to watch something on TV, like that is absolutely perfect. And I also might have these other projects that I want to do for myself. Or I think a lot of times our identity, it's like, oh, I used to play volleyball. We'll go see if there's a volleyball team. That's a good village thing too. Someone can take your kids and you can go do something that reminds you of like, oh yeah, I remember that's a part of Callie that I haven't tapped into in a while. And I like that because she was kind of fun. <laughs> she was so serious. Right. <laughs> like, it's like, oh my gosh, my mom has a life. Like my mom does something other than make me dinner. Like, wait a minute. And what that teaches our kids too, though, is to show up also and they get to do things for them too. And they also see you taking care of other people. And I think it's just a good example of taking care of ourselves and being able to take care of other people. Because if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't take care of our little people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In world. Yeah. I think that's so good. I think that that idea of like, 
I don't know. I'm, I may be like a guilt ridden person, right? Where I'm like, I can't ask them to do that because I wouldn't want them to ask me to do that. But acknowledging that like they may be okay watching extra kids, even though I'm not okay watching extra kids, but I'm okay doing something else, right? Like I may be okay filling in in some other way, right? We can have different roles. It doesn't have to be, I'll bring you dinner if you bring me dinner. Absolutely. That is such a great example because I will pretty much do a lot of things for a lot of people. And I had someone ask me recently if I would kind of monitor, they wanted to get some space into something and it kept filling up and there wasn't any seats. And so they're like, hey, can you monitor this so that we can have this activity? And I was like, that is just something I can't do right now. Here are these other things. And I think that there's something freeing in that. And I always talk about, is this going to serve me so I can serve others better? Because I think too many times parents, we do this guilt thing. And I'm like, how is this serving me? How is this serving my kids? Allowing them to make a decision, having them have the opportunity to see you make decisions and you to say no, because we live in a society where it's like, oh my gosh, we don't say no to people. Right. And I'm thinking, oh, no, it's very much okay to say no to someone. In fact, let's talk about this. And so it's like, I can't do that. But I was like, but this is what I can do. I do work throughout the day. So I'm like, I don't have time to sit and monitor this site to see if we can get in. But if we do get in, I can provide the rides. I definitely can provide snacks. I'm good at providing snacks. I think that's just as important as anything else is being able to feel all the feelings, but recognize where they're coming from. Because after my divorce, I did sit with guilt for a long time. And that wasn't serving me. And it wasn't serving my kids. Because too many times I was like, if I wouldn't have put my kids through this mess, if I didn't do this, and at a certain point, it's like, well, what are you going to do? Yeah, Like, what are you going to do from here? The only thing at this point that you have any control of is how you show up today and how you're going to move these kids forward. And it was, it was such a freeing experience. And sometimes I feel like you are going to sit there and try to debate it and say, I think I should feel guilty. But my, my thing would be is then ask yourself, is this going to serve me or anybody else? I like that. Yeah. So what do you say to parents? (laughs) Just, laying out all my my inner fears i it's such a weird world right like i grew up in a neighborhood that was very much like the one we live in but in my neighborhood the kids ran around you just like kind of ran from house to house we did sleepovers you know the whole nine yards and now like we're not supposed to do those things and like you you just don't know who you can trust sometimes it's a guilt thing but sometimes it's a fear thing of like i've got to keep my kids close because i don't know what the world's gonna throw at them so how do you overcome that and now for a quick break the heart behind the i'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell i know that when i talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well you can find information everywhere on the internet some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise 
We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. I think that's a fantastic question. I think that, again, the more awareness that we have within ourselves, the more questions we can ask ourselves too. Like, am I operating off of fear all the time? And is this fear? I think that parents have been given just intuition as well. And even if it's not exactly legit, I will not ever regret making a decision off of a gut feeling of a motherly intuition. I love talking narrative. Like, what stories are we telling ourselves, even with our kids? So I'd be like, you know, Alan, what story are you telling yourself? And are we talking about worst case scenario? And I think it's great to put up boundaries, though. And at a certain point for my kids, it was like, we are no longer spending the night at people's houses. It's just not going to happen. Are there going to be exceptions? Because I think what happens is it's like, is this never And then we try to hold ourselves to that. And that's heavy. And my thing is, is no, there's going to be opportunity where cousins get together because cousins can like, hey, it doesn't matter if it's friends or family or whatever. I just think that we, again, need to be aware of the environment that we are creating, um, aware of the interactions that are happening within our village, because we know even in a village that things happen, but not letting fear drive us. That's the biggest thing is where is that fear coming from? And can I, can I lead with a different feeling? Because leading with a different feeling can become freeing, which is I'm just going to lead with insight. I'm going to lead with my intuition. And that feels a lot better than I'm going to lead with fear. And allowing ourselves that space to be like, and I might get it wrong. <laughs> but guess what? I'm going to get it wrong. Any, like I, at some point, I'm going to get it wrong, right? Right. And there are some things in your control, like what environment am I creating at my house? And I will tell you these things. I mean, we know things can happen even underneath our own roof. For example, an innocent something. I remember, I forget how young my youngest was, but I'm sure he was like four, let's just say. And I'm at the computer and I'm working and my daughter walks in and she's like, oh my gosh. And I look down Next to me, my son had scissors and he, we had a little Shih Tzu dog. So they have the little cute tails and he's just cutting all the fur off the long hair off the tail. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so as deliberate as I try to be sometimes, it's like, we know that things can literally happen underneath our noses. Right. And that's also where it's the, hey kids, where did we fail today? And in a positive way, like, where did we fail? Cause what can we learn from that? What did we do really good today? Hey, how's so-and-so doing? How's the parents doing? If we check in with even just the parents. And I think that's where the community and the village comes in. I would be concerned. I had little kids coming over to my house at one point, and that wasn't overly concerning. My question and curiosity was, don't your parents want to meet me? Like you were at my house all day, every day. And so I think it's going over. So I did go over there. And introduce myself just to say, hey, this is for your kids. Like they're jumping on my trampoline. Is it okay that they come in my house? 
And do, do your kids have any allergies? Just anything that you could ask just to kind of build some type of connection. Because I don't mind being a part of their village. And I do know me and I'm thinking I'm grateful that I feel like I can be a solid part of that village because I don't know how solid their village was. Yeah. And so it's also just getting to know the parents, getting to know the neighborhood, and how can we all connect and have some understanding because then that's where my intuition could be. Would I have sent my kid over to their house? Probably for sure to play outside. I don't know if I would have sent my kid over there. And again, can we feel guilty about that? Like, oh, was I being judgmental? Was I being this or that? Well, the fact is I loved that their kids were over at my house and they loved that their kids were over at my house. And I think that we were all good in that right. situation, yeah. you know? And again, that's what we were talking about earlier, where what do I have to offer that these people probably were reciprocating the same exact thing? Exactly that. One time my car would not start. Who did I go over to? I went over to their house. Is there any way you could... Do you have jumper cables? Could you help me start my car? They were very, very willing to come over and help me start my car. Yeah. And that's kind of, to me, the village that, that we're trying to build here and what it looks like. Everybody can contribute something, but following your intuition. And the only way that you'll know is, again, what, how am I reaching out to connect with, with my village? Who's going to be a good part? What role do I, do I play in the village? And what role can other people play in the village? Because I think people, we all have this unique desire to connect with people. So I think people, whether they're aware or not aware, want to be a part of a village, want to be a part of whether they realize helping you raise your child or you, you helping raise their child. But the only way that we can build it is if we establish that connection. And so I think it's just becoming very aware of who's around us and who's a part of the village and what everybody can contribute. And it's okay if someone doesn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. I love what you said about talking with your kids about the different families and stuff. I feel like that's a good way to start connecting with your kids' friends, families. Like maybe if you don't haven't met them first, but just like, Hey, tell me about that person's house, like person and their parents. And then maybe it's a little less awkward when you go like to drop off your kid for a play date and then you can like, you know, talk to them. Cause I feel like sometimes I just, just drop off my kids. I'm like, okay, thanks. Bye. Like, <laughs> no, I have you. <laughs> you know? And you're like, run, hurry before they change their lives. I'm right. <laughs> Keep them. I'll come back in a pro. Just give me a couple hours. Yes. But I think yeah. talking to your kids about that, I think will help them start to recognize people too, right? And have them start looking for these people to help create that village too. I think sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to create it, but I think as well, yeah, but I think as our, our kids are getting older and they're meeting new people and stuff too, that they can start also bringing people into the village as well. And if they're going over somewhere, because, you know, I think that there's a huge numbing with our kids. So, it, and when I say kids, also adults with electronics and, so, and all of the things yeah, where we lose a whole lot of that connection because then all of a sudden it's a connection to a screen. Yeah. And I know I feel like we talk about this so much, but there's so much mental expansion and boredom because all of a sudden it's like, I'm not your entertainment committee. The electronic is not your entertainment committee. Now, what would you do? to entertain your friend? What would you do to entertain the family tonight? What are you going to do to do that? And I even find that with older kids. Yesterday was the first time in a long time. Again, I have a 19-year-old daughter home 
from college for the summer. And so that's a different dynamic of trying to parent adult kids that live at your house for a little bit yeah. because you're like, they're adults, but it is still also my house. Right. And yesterday I was like, hey, we're not going to get on any electronics and see what happens. And we cooked together and we played cards together. And there was just conversation that was being had and that sort of connection that I think even with little kids and especially, I don't ever know about especially, it's always super important. But we find that connection. And my daughter then, she babysits four little, four girls. And she went and taught them. Have you guys heard of the game Ninja? Where you stand in a circle and everybody puts their arms out to their side or something. And the whole point is you have one movement to hit the other person's hand. So you have one turn. And if you try to hit their hand and miss, you have to stay in that position. And they also have to stay in whatever missed position that they have. But the point is it's to hit both hands and then they're out. And nobody does those type of games anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You know, my daughter came home the day that so I was like, what if you taught them ninja and you did ninja for a while? And then some people, kids from the neighborhood came over and then there's this big circle of everybody doing this ninja game. And she was like, today was such a good day. And the, the mom was even like, the girls had the best day. <laughs> and so I think it's teaching our kids too is what are you going to offer the village, even though we don't have to talk to our kids like that. But it is like, what could you bring that would be super fun? What about this game? Or And give them ideas of something other than screen time or other than a, an electronic connection. Even if sometimes you guys, I even felt like, well, at least like with my three boys, they love to play League of Legends together, which is an online gaming thing. And even at this point, I'm like, well, thank goodness. I mean, that they're at least trying to connect doing that. I feel like we step out of that a little bit as well, because it's like, how can we connect even on, on a deeper level? So just mixing it up, too, because I think sometimes I don't want parents to feel guilty by saying, thank heavens, there's that screen that they can sit for 30 minutes while I babysit for 30 minutes as well. But I think it's just the awareness of it and just being deliberate about the screen time, being deliberate about how I'm feeling and do I want to feel this way? And just giving ourselves some space and some grace. I think that's super important. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. Well, God, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. I have tons of ideas and thoughts and just been really insightful. So thank you. Mm -hmm. So tell. Thank you for invi inviting me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, I feel like these are always therapy sessions. Everybody learns a lot about it. <laughs> but Alan needs a lot of help. So it's great. I love it. So tell our listeners how they can find you if they want to learn more from you. Um, you can find me at CaliPopeCoaching.com. So that's C-A-L-I-P-O-P-E Coaching.com. My uh, Gmail's the same way. And I would love to offer free coaching sessions and see if we're a good fit. And again, what I work with, though, is parents showing up for their kids so that their kids can show up as their big selves in the in this world that's trying, I feel like, to shrink us. And so I do a lot of thought work with parents and how we can be the best part and create these amazing villages to raise our kids in. Cause nobody should should feel like they have to do it themselves. I love it so much. Awesome. And we will put those links in our show notes so that if it's too hard to type, you can click. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Kelly.
Thanks, everyone, for listening. Alexis, thanks for your great research and your amazing editing. And Alan, thanks for showing up. <laughs> Happy to help. You can follow us on Instagram at Alexis Tanner Lane or find us on our website at alexistannerlane.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about our podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a rating. And as always, a special thanks to our five kids for being kids.